myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Winter meetings are in Nashville, and the deals are all but bashful. The Yankees got Verdugo. Winter meetings, winter meetings, winter meetings. If I went on BavadaSportsWeek.com to see where Otani would go, I'm leaning more towards the Blue Jays. Or he could just go home to the Angels. The meetings are slowly wrapping up. The Guardians got the first pick in the draft. But where will Soto go? Winter meetings, winter meetings, winter meetings. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It's me, Michael, and with me, as always, is my singing partner, S-Man. What up? Steve Ford. How's it going, man? It's going going it's going it's getting chilly it's getting Ish. chilly we are yeah. balls deep into the winter I was about season. to say we're balls deep not not quite into that snow yet though uh, i don't yeah. know about you up in the uh the up right now do you guys yeah. have uh you guys have snow oh yeah yeah we got oh. hit with it and then it rained and then it came back and it's just like this off and on thing yeah, well, good for you all right yeah, good for us up here yeah, meanwhile we got balls. like traces that's it all right i think the most we've got is a dusting so far down here in the really yeah in uh, the Grand Rapids Kentwood area, not much. Oh, yeah, I mean, snow keeps coming. I mean, that's you know, I mean, I, I like snow before Christmas always. So I do too. I do too. I just hate when it stays after, of course. Yeah, but I'm looking at our forecast, and uh, yeah, gotta love global warming. We're gonna, we might touch uh, upper 50s over the weekend. Really? Yeah. Down and then there? we go back wow. down to 30s again. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of hit and miss here in uh, Grand Rapids. So. Yeah, I wonder if you guys will have snow for Christmas and if it's like off and on because, you know, I'm gonna, if not, I'm going to cry. I mean, I mean, I've seen Christmases without snow and it's oh, it's yeah. okay, but it kind of sucks because it's not it's snow not the for same. Christmas. It's not the same. Reminds me, people that have to live in California just don't get that uh, beautiful snow and uh, Christmas time. But what are you going to do? Right. Well, there goes my there's my segue for us. Then speaking of California. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's good. That's good. Well, I guess it couldn't be California because the winter meetings are in Arizona. Nashville. Right? Nashville. Did you listen to the opening of my song? Yeah, I just totally blanked out You're of a zone down, huh? I, I should you said Nashville and Bashville. I should have fucking took that as a <laughs> as a thing. I mean, while they are trying to get baseball down there, like as a, a team. Yeah, yeah. If this isn't a plug for trying to move a team into a Nashville, I don't know what is, right? So far, we've had a couple deals take place at the winter meetings yeah. with we have the Braves and the Mariners, right? Yep, yep. And then, with Jared Kalanick deal. And then today, the Yanks and get Verdugo. Which... Yeah, yeah. so the Yankees and Red Sox traded for only like the, the eighth time in 50 years or something like that. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's few and far between. So, uh, yeah, they, yeah. Got, they, got, they got Verdugo to continue to try and uh, shore up that outfield. I thought when they got Verdugo, they wouldn't be in on the Soto sweepstakes, but uh we'll see if we get any breaking news during the uh the podcast here but um early this afternoon it was close for between the yankees and the padres for finalizing a deal but uh nothing's happened yet so i think maybe they're trying to dot their i's and cross their t's but uh you and i close you and i talked off and on today that but potentially soto might become a yankee it's looking yeah. like that is 
probably going to happen. You know what's going to happen as soon as we're done with their podcast. They're going to announce the it, fucking It'll deal. break. It'll break. And <laughs> I hate that. I wish it would just happen before a podcast so we could get it in. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Of course, this shit doesn't work that way. But from no. what I'm hearing, the Yankees are not giving up a lot. I mean, they're giving up. I mean, I've heard names like Michael King, Drew Thorpe, uh, uh, Jahani Brito, Vasquez. Oh, and then he, got, The guy's last name is Brito. Brito. I call him Brito. I don't know if it's Brito. I like Brito. Yeah. yeah. And then Kyle, that Higa Shioka. I, I can't, uh-huh. but he's, yeah, he's an interesting part because while well, they need a catcher for one, yep. correct, the, the correct. Padres need a catcher, which makes a lot of sense. But mm-hmm. Soto and Grisham, Trent Grisham might be part of that deal. I think yeah. they're still figuring out just the the dynamics of that trade and i don't know if this would be like a sign in trade like they do in the nba with a lot of things where you you get the guy and then you sign soto but tell he's a scott boris client and you know you and i were talking about before the show yeah uh, you know that uh uh, i think i saw a a post or a tweet whatever you want to call it now um i haven't seen an official story or anything on it but it's basically said that whoever gets soto Basically, you're getting a one-year rental, and then he's going to go out in free agency because Scott Boris clients don't sign extensions, <laughs> which makes which is makes it very limited. Yeah, which is why you're probably getting the names that you're talking about here, people that I haven't actually heard of from the Yankees. <laughs> well, that makes it well, no, it makes a lot of sense. What yeah. you just said makes a lot of sense because Michael King and Brito and those guys, they're not <laughs> those would be guys you would trade at the deadline, but those wouldn't right. be guys that you would trade. Long term, it would be more of a prospect deal. And I'm looking mm-hmm. at this and I'm not really seeing any prospects or any good prospects to speak right. of. I mean, these are mostly everyday players, yep. bench yep. players, what have you. But I understand. I mean, it's in the best interest of the Padres to do the deal just because affording Soto is a lot, right? Yeah. And yeah. And they already have so much money into so many other players that it's, that's it's that, not financially possible I that's think. exactly it man i mean they're already gonna lose blakes now they're already gonna yeah. lose josh Hader. Yeah. so i can see them trying to stock their team up by maybe trading some of these guys away or i mean mm-hmm. sorry trading soto away and getting some of these pieces in which are like low value guys yep. for the most yep. part i think michael king's probably the best out of that i've seen him have some spot starts but for the most part he's a bullpen guy right so i from what i i mean that's where i feel he is he's his best is in the bullpen so Michael King, I mean, that's in there. And then obviously that catcher as well could potentially be there as well. But man, I, I just kind of a lackluster deal if it goes through for sure. Great. I agree. And, and it's funny, you know, because the Verdugo deal has gone through. I'm on, uh, I'm on Bavada and I'm looking at the MLB 2024 American League winner odds. And, and guess who's at the top of the list right now? Who's that? The Yankees at plus, four, plus 400. They were up there last year, too, man. Yeah. So I don't know if they think getting Verdugo is the final piece of the puzzle, or maybe they have insight that uh, getting Soto would really put them over the top. Who who knows? But yeah, they're they're betting favorite at plus 400 right now. So, well, I mean, also one thing I, I if you're the Yankees, I mean, there's a lot to like here because Aaron Boone came out today and says he really likes Verdugo. He, he Verdugo is a good home hitter. Mm-hmm. For for the most part, he's a very good home hitter. But then he never came out and said anything about Soto yet. Uh, but I imagine if they get him, they will. 
But right. he also said uh, Giancarlo Stanton, they're going to have him lose weight this year. Now, Giancarlo Stanton's <laughs> not a fat guy. He's just a muscular guy. Right. So they figure yeah. if he loses some muscle, he'll be quicker. He won't be as injury prone. Okay. So that's All an right. interesting offseason plan the same thing with Cabrera, too, right? He was well, in the best shape of his life. How many times for those last, like, six years of uh, his deal with the Tigers? Best shape of his life and uh, still found ways to get himself injured. So That's exactly what I thought of when, you know? <laughs> I, when I saw that quote. When I saw those interviews, I said, well... Cabrera had the same plan in his mid thirties, yeah. and mm-hmm. it never worked for him. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe Stanton will be different. I don't know. Stanton's always been a very in shape player. It's right. just I think mostly he's been too muscular. Mm-hmm. So yep. maybe they want to get him to be quicker. They probably have a plan for him to be out in the outfield sometimes or platoon. Okay. okay. I mean, because right now, if you do get Juan Soto, your outfield would be Verdugo in center, Juan Soto left, and then Aaron Judge in right, or Aaron Judge center mm-hmm. and Verdugo in right. So mm-hmm. that's not a bad outfield. And then no. you mix Stanton in there on the days yep. that, say, Judge has off. But for the most part, Stanton will be playing DH. So it's an interesting right. – I, I, I like the lineup. I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean – and we talked about it before the Yankees have a good team. It's just yeah. injuries got in the way last year and it just didn't quite all mesh. But then if they can add a couple of pieces to an already good team, you can put them right back up at the top and make them betting favorites again. But, yeah. Yeah. And you still have Aaron Boone as your manager. So who knows what's actually going to happen once the games start? You know, <laughs> I think the last couple of years, you and I have been, this has to be the year for Aaron Boone. This has to mm-hmm. be the year. Mm-hmm. He always disappoints. Yep, for the most part, really I, mean, I can't imagine being a Yankees fan and having to go through it. But at the same time, I mean, I look at what else you're going to do. I mean, if you look at maybe the manager market was just so bad. I mean, look at some of these managers, aside from Craig Council, some of these. Yeah, were who are going to go with Gabe Kapler, David Ross, you know, right, right. <laughs> or or Mike Schlitt or some of these other guys that got the jobs. That yeah, Pat so Murphy they're like, you know what, we're, we're good. We'll we'll give him one more year. Yeah, Carlos Mendoza. Br- bring back Buck Walter again. Hey, Buck. Yeah, right. 30 years later. Welcome back, buddy. <laughs> it just none of it makes sense. So yeah, they probably just said, let's see what we let's just stick this out and see what we have or see what we can do to help them out a little bit more, which mm-hmm. whatever. But then on the other side, I thought this trade is even better than the Verdugo trade. And that was the Mariners and the Braves. And yeah. with the Braves getting Kalenic, just Man. even Evan White's a good platoon guy, but. Uh, and then they got Marco Gonzalez, and I think they flipped him today in the Pirates trade. <laughs> so they ended up trading Jared Kalenic, Marco Gonzalez, and ah. Evan White to yep. the, the Braves. Braves. And yep. then the Braves ended up giving him, I think, Jackson Kawar and who's the other guy? Cole Phillips. Okay. Which low risk guys. I mean, yeah. these, these guys, I mean, Kawar is a reject from the Royals organization. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think what you said, I, I think it is a salary dump. Jared Kalenic is really, that really shocks me just mm-hmm. because I see, this is why I thought if they're doing this, then they're making room for Otani or mm-hmm. Juan Soto. But right. But if <laughs> as of today, Juan Soto looks like he might be going to the Yankees and yep. Otani is not even touching this the Mariners no. that I know of. No, no, I think in fact he visited with the Blue Jays on Monday, I think. Right. So, you know, I, I haven't heard any rumblings with the Mariners unless there's people aren't, you know, letting the cat out of the bag. So, right. But I mean, I'm looking at odds here. I'm on Bavada. The odds of uh, Otani going to the Mariners right now are at plus 2,000. They still have wow. the top, uh, top team as uh, the Dodgers at minus 160. 
you know, and that's a, I remember in our predictions, that's a team that you picked as well. And that makes a lot of sense because he has met with the Dodgers so far. He's met with the Dodgers that we know of, and I'm going to get to something in a minute here, but the Dodgers, the giants, the Cubs and the blue Jays. Now the giants one, is not totally confirmed, but leaks are slowly coming out saying they are. Mm -hmm. So those are the teams he's met with so far. And each team thinks that they have a shot with them, of course. Right. Right. And here's an, here's another thing that I thought was kind of weird. So this, Article comes out at a weird time. So mm. this article came out today, which, you know, I never like bringing up other people's platforms unless it's relevant to what we're talking about sometimes. Right. But Bu- Buster only came out with a report. And when Buster only sends something out, then you kind of got to read it because he's yeah. one of the he's one of the vets. Exactly. But he kind of critiques Shohei Otani and Shohei Otani's camp for being mm. like way too secretive. And, wow. and at okay. first, I, at first, Steve, I would look at that at like, who cares? Right. I mean, it's his own right. business. He doesn't want stuff to get out, but it, it sometimes it's over the top, right? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I I seen something where um, when Otani won his MVP this year, mm-hmm. uh, there was a video of him winning the MVP, and there's pictures, and he had a dog next to him, and okay. supposedly this was a uh, his new dog, but it wasn't confirmed. They asked Otani's camp, and Otani, and this is kind of uh, how it's been going through every time they've talked to Otani. Mm-hmm. He and Otani says. We're not prepared to release the dog's name at this time. Like, what? It's a fucking dog. It's a dog. <laughs> right? But then Buster Olney, he kind of dig- digs deep into He uses that as an example, right? Mm-hmm. And then he digs further. I guess since he's been at the Angels, his camp has been over the top, like so secretive about anything he does in his personal life, anything yeah, he, he does. Much about his personal life. Like how he trains. Yeah, yeah, his his workout regimens or anything like that. Right, yeah. you don't get to hear like relevant quotes, and I always thought that too. When we, anytime Otani's name has been brought up, uh, being the great player that he is, he was never one for the limelight. It seems, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's a lot of it is it's I I don't know I I kind of looked at it from Buster Olney's point at first. I when I was reading this article that ESPN put out, I said, "Who gives a shit? This is a private mm-hmm. guy. Let the man have his privacy." Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason. Whether he likes it or not, he kind of has a responsibility to baseball. And this is just my opinion, and maybe, yeah. and of course, Buster Olney's. But he has a responsibility to baseball because he is the face of baseball right yes, now. Yep. And, you know, and he is going to go down in history. I mean, nobody has been as popular since Babe Ruth. I mean, he is yeah. internationally <laughs> known. And mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity for him to put the game in a different limelight, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the football has Patrick Mahomes and all their stars and basketball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a great chance for, because Mike Trout wasn't that guy and baseball MLB and Manfred never really gave Trout that platform. He could really be on, but neither did he take the move, but Otani they're giving him the platform and he's time and time again, Buster only said has pushed it away. He wants to be totally in the dark. And I said, and I, I liked what Buster only said in, in the last thing he goes, he goes, Otani has in, in the in his article, the last mm-hmm. two sentences kind of wrap everything up. He says, Otani has not yet embraced that opportunity, which is the limelight. Yep. And as he nears his decision in the midst of an imposed information blackout, like his team has completely blacked out any leaks and everything, he has missed a chance to serve the game he loves. And that's right. Mm-hmm. And the way I kind of look at this is I look at it from a fan's perspective. Like you've gotten millions of dollars to begin with. We have made you the star. Kind of, you kind of got to give back to the game, 
Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you got to give people what they deserve and what they want. Yeah. And I understand, you know, it is there is a privacy matter. But when you're not even giving us an inkling into your life or the people you're talking to or right. you're telling general managers and, and managers of teams that and, and, and oh, yeah, he's he, they're telling these teams like there's threats, like don't tell anybody wow. or he's giving so them we'll, ultimatums we'll meet with you, but don't tell anyone that we're meeting with you. Exactly. And I think wow. that's what. Buster Olney kind of has a problem with that, which I don't blame him, but I guess there's been like like threats to some teams that Jeez. if they leak anything, then they're not only taken out of the race, but he, you know what I mean? Like he oh, will never man. talk to him again. And it's like, who, what the fuck, bro? Man, I think it's yeah. his interpreter calling all these shots. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's kidding. funny. I'm kidding. I'm trying to put a, spin, a funny spin on it, but yeah. Dude, but it is kind of funny, but they said his camp, they even mentioned his interpreter, not in this article, mm. but they even said his interpreter never releases anything about Otani, which makes sense, right? You're you're yeah. hired to speak for Otani, but you can't really yeah, speak right. out of turn. Right, right. Um, But one of a, one of a, a GM came forward and he says, um, he says this whole thing's being dealt with like a secret spy swap. He says there it is silence. Like this 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 GM, unknown GM, mm-hmm. says there is silence and threats with club executives rolling their eyes as they describe the warnings they have been given from Otani's camp about publicly discussing their efforts to sign the most dynamic and popular talent on earth. And he goes, sorry, can't talk about the guy everybody's talking about. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I... I'm not looking at, I'm not saying this, Steve. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not trying to make him a bad guy, but at the same time, he is not serving the game how it should be served. No, he's not. What, what are I, your thoughts on it? You know, you look at your your pillars of the game. You talk about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is always out there. He's doing the endorsements. He's got the state farm. He's got the subway. He does all that stuff. I've only seen yeah. Otani do one endorsement. I think it's what for like, uh, uh, I don't what even know it? what was it for. I, I can't even remember off the top of my I head. I can't remember either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, de- you know, he's just like, he, he's the greatest baseball player I think we've seen in, you know, one of the greatest in our generation. But it, it's almost like he doesn't want to embrace that. Yeah. You know, he just wants to keep, a, keep away and do his own, his own thing. And I get, I get privacy and all that. That's great. But, you know, there's a lot of people that look up to him. And I think he needs yeah. to be a little more open and just embrace it more don't threaten the teams i'm sorry it's you know i i i feel like that 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 you know that's like a deal breaker thing it it's like i know you're great and all but you don't need to have this yeah. iron fist on everything hey can you imagine having that kind of power steve like hey Dude. you're about to pay me the largest contract in any sport of all time like half a yeah. billion dollars yeah. and yet i'm threatening you, you. <laughs> like yeah, exactly I know I'm going to get my money somewhere. It's just who who's going to play ball with me here. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But uh, the Blue Jays are at uh, uh, according to Bavada, they're at even odds right now. So they're kind of just like, you know, right in the middle. So Well, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think the teams that I mentioned, the Blue Jays, the Cubs, the Dodgers and the Giants are probably yeah. the most yeah. Obviously, they're they're the ones that have the most clout. They're the ones. Surprisingly, that, the uh, Angels are at plus three fifty, so they're still in the mix too. Hey, I wouldn't count them out either. I mean, yep. you know, the Angels have been very quiet during this winter mm-hmm. meetings, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it makes you wonder if they are in the mix. And you know, if he does resign with the uh, with the Angels, I would give him props for sure. Yeah, but yep. none of the moves that are being made in the offseason by the are Angels him at all right now. There's not. They're not even making really many moves. No. And no. Yeah, I just, we'll resign you, but you're going to go back to mediocrity here, and good luck making the playoffs. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I don't understand. It seems they're just kind of going with business as usual, which I, I totally understand. But at the same time, the, the the baseball world is waiting. And I hate I hate even talking and being that guy because I always thought that people who wanted more from athletes were kind of douchey. But then the way I think about it is like you and I have a podcast devoted to baseball. Right. Exactly. We, we talk about these guys for free. Everybody, we buy tickets to watch these guys. We cool. basically pay their salaries. Cool. Is it cool. so much to ask to give us a little yeah. bit of something? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Give us. Yeah. Give us back. I mean, that's something that Michael Jordan always talked about is, uh, you know, with the fans, I, you know, people are paying to come see me. I need to yeah. give them, you know, give back to them as well. Yeah. Each, and it, each time that they're showing up. Yeah. So. And it, there was a quote that you told me about that Jordan said. And I actually heard the same quote in a uh, on Ken Burns baseball. I'm I'm in uh, the the 40s. I'm in the 40s decade right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewatching it, and one thing Michael Jordan said is the same thing that Joe DiMaggio said. And he said, "I play hard every night because there might be somebody out there that hasn't seen me." Yep, exactly, exactly. You know? And that just kind of shows exactly what you just explained about giving back to the game. And that to me is that's that's a service, right? That's that's mm-hmm. thank you. You know what I mean? Where I just don't think players get that all the time. And I know that's a much larger discussion for sure. But when you talk about Otani, I just feel I I, I think he's going to look back if he continues this way. He's going to mm-hmm. look back on it like LeBron James. LeBron James, remember the decision? Oh, God. Yeah. Miami? And, and he, he regrets he, that. He does. And it was a young kid, man. There's so mm-hmm. much money being thrown in your face stardom everywhere everybody wanted to be around you everybody wanted you you were the top of that year that time you were the top guy and with otani and baseball you're kind of the same way but i feel like maybe he'll look back at this and think man maybe i was just too serious mm-hmm. you know yeah no i actually I, and i hope he gets to that point it took lebron a bit though a while to it did to, to get to that point you know i think it what and you probably could um, you probably could relate. I think once he be- he was a father for a while, but right. I think once his kids got older, he realized yep. what's actually important. You know, yep. um, I know my parents said the older they got, I mean, right away when they had kids, they knew it was all about the kids and never about them anymore. But the older someone gets, especially when they have kids, the more self selfless they become because they realize everything they do is for their kids. Mm-hmm. So it's not about talking about yourself all the time. It's not about doing things for yourself. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I feel I like that's that. where LeBron got in his career where it's like yep. he started talking about his kids more than himself, you know? Right, right. Yep. No, but I'm I'm the exact same way. I mean, everything I do is is for my kids. So yeah. Maybe Otani will get to the same boat if and when he actually has children himself. Yeah, yeah. And he's still young for the most part. I mean, mm-hmm. so so we'll find out. We'll see. I mean, i, I kind of wish the decision would come down, but I can guarantee you by this time next week we'll be talking about the team that he's fucking with. Oh yeah, um, it's got it's got to happen soon. You oh, know, bro, I, I was yeah. I was looking at last week or last year's show. I think Judge signed right around this point for Did. back with the Yankees. So it's it's got to be coming soon. I don't think he's going to stretch it past Christmas. No, I totally you know, agree because with you. Once January hits, people are really trying to get into their off season regimen to get ready for spring training in the yeah. middle mid to late February. So yeah, you know. yeah, I tell you, yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It'll happen soon. <laughs> It'll happen soon. Uh, I wanted to touch one thing on the Soto thing real yeah. quick. I yeah. had this in my notes that we kind of missed over. Uh, we kind of uh, uh, passed over, and I was like, oh, I wanted to say this real quick. So Mike yeah. uh, Mike Schlitt is their new coach, right? Their new manager. Right. And, yeah. uh, and he actually 
came out and said to Soto that he already arranged a sit down with Soto. Um, really? But he did, he's done this week. He did this a couple weeks ago. He's they texted through text. He said um, they're going to meet in Miami to have a sit down dinner uh, December 17th. And my note after that says dot 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 might want to cancel those plans. Yeah, exactly. I might want to cancel those plans after we start seeing a post by John Paul Morosi that the Yankees are are really close to finalizing the deal yeah. with Soda. I mean, or maybe you know they could have a chat to talk about old times or something like that, or you yeah, know, pa- Padre glory <laughs> days or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's probably like, All "What the- are you doing to me?" <laughs> so should we cancel those reservations or <laughs> if i were him and like because right now i mean when i google soto's name there's some stuff says soto to the yankees like you know what i mean it's yeah. there's people pre like they're already Ready. setting it up for it yep, yep. but I, I if i was mike slit and that came out like if he did go to the yankees and it was finalized i would uh I would just like screenshot one of those articles and just send it to him, yeah. and then just like put dot dot dot. I'll cancel. I'll cancel the reservation. Cancel the reservations. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh man. Oh jeez. Oh that's, shit. That'd be something else. Yeah. Ah uh, man. So uh, we got uh, the veterans or committee here. We got a one, one Hall of Famer from uh, yes, that, that that select committee. Uh, Got got inducted, and that's uh, you know, our, a homer show for us here a little bit. But Jim Leland, man, I'm so yeah. happy to see this. I, I it's a, it's a, it's about time, I think. Honestly, I um, can't believe it's taken this long. Yep, yep. I think he becomes the 24th manager inducted in the Hall of Fame, which is part of the Veterans Committee. Surprising to me. Um, I think 16 people voted on it, and 15 voted voted for him. So he was the only one to to, to make the cut. So. Wow. Um yeah, congrats to uh congrats to Jimmy Leland over over 1700 wins. Oh, 700 or so, I believe were with the uh, Detroit Tigers, mm-hmm. you know. Great great career World Series champion with Florida, obviously, three-time manager of the year, um two AL pennants with the Tigers, three division championships with Detroit. Just couldn't get the team over the hump. I blame uh, rest uh having to yeah. wait too long i think for for both i feel like uh you know six and, and 12 but no sense in rehash in the past but uh came close a couple of times with the tigers but uh yeah it, it, no one uh you know deserves as much as he does so um dude yeah very very happy and and he's always so humble said i wouldn't have gotten here if it wasn't for the players so he basically thanked thanked the players for uh for for getting him in so yeah i mean I think his long longest tenure was with the Pirates. Yep, with the Pirates for uh, eleven seasons, and then the Tigers were in second there. He was eight seasons with the Tigers. So you you look at everything he's done. I mean, he broke in, I believe, in Tony Larusa's crew as a third yep, base yep, coach. As a third base coach with the White Sox. Yeah, it's good and buddy. Just a guy that universally in baseball is loved, and yep. it is. It's been it's been too long, and I don't under really understand why it took this mm-hmm. long. Just because. Mm-hmm. As a manager, he's done everything you needed to do to win. I mean, he has a winning record, right? Yep. He yep. He's won the manager of the year three times, which you said, and he's won a World Series. So I'm surprised he wasn't voted in earlier. They really got to think about this voting again. <laughs> I, I agree. You shouldn't have to get in from veterans. But that's just the backdoor way of getting in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I feel like they got to re- revisit a lot of things. But man, good on Jim Leland. I'm I'm just so happy for him and his family. And yeah. you know, um, I just I, I think it's really good. Uh, just yep. everything that he was able to accomplish 
in his in his years of managing. So yeah, man, yeah, absolutely. Just yep. just couldn't be happier. Just yeah. nice guy. Um, he was a guy that would tell you. I think even Barry Bonds said this. Miguel Cabrera, everybody Cabrera. that's played for him, Gary Sheffield, all those guys said he is a guy that's gonna tell you like it is. Like it is. Yep. And and he said that. Uh, he was on MLB Network the other night, and I think I'll paraphrase, but he basically said it was if you tell someone the truth, you'll lose them for 24 hours. But if you lead them on, you'll lose them forever. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's I think that's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that good. Yeah. <laughs> so he's always like you said, straight shooter. He'd always tell you tell it like it is. You know? And he's 78 and he doesn't act like a 78 year old. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I saw in his Hall of Fame press conference, he was like, uh, he wasn't sure he was going to get in and it gotten like they told him the time or whatever that, you know, it's going to be between such and such time. And it was getting near the end of that time. So he thought it wasn't going to happen. So he went upstairs, went upstairs to, you know, go to his room just to kind of be alone. And he got he got the call and his son and his wife were up there. And there's like a woman on the uh, the phone there. And his wife was like, oh, who's that? Is that that a woman? Who's that on the phone? And he was like, it's Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was, so dope, that was, man. That was kind of funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. Congrats. I mean, he had that picture where he's giving the thumbs up on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just awesome, dude. I, I I can't wait to hear what his speech is going to be. Yeah. And like you and I were talking about, hopefully he goes in with no logo. <laughs> that's the big one because... Like I said, he spent most of his time with the with the with the Pirates, but he won his World Series, World Series with the Marlins. But he currently but he works for the Detroit Tigers. Detroit Tigers. <laughs> and yeah, and he had a lot of success with the Tigers too. Not a, a World Series, but like I said, three division championships, two American League pennants, four playoff appearances, yeah. all that. And he goes in as a Rocky. <laughs> Someone on one of the local shows around here said he'll go in as a Marlin because that's where he won the World Series. I can see it, but he didn't. Been that much he time. Was there, there. He was there for two seasons, man. Yeah, but <laughs> you know. I mean, look at look at Randy Johnson. Yeah, you know, I mean, I yep. mean most of his time was with Seattle, Seattle. and he ends up, but he won a lot of stuff with with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep, yep, a couple of Cy Youngs or two or three in a World Series. So, you know, it's similar to Reggie Jackson. He had all that time with the A's, won multiple World Series with the A's, but had his biggest uh, stages was with the Yankees. So he became a star in. with the Yankees. Yep, yep. So he went I mean, as a Yankee. Uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. It was cool seeing though all the former uh, tigers that came out and like tweeted and and so their support. I think Verlander sent out a nice post and Cabrera yeah. posted something nice on Instagram and and you know Craig Monroe, Shunky, all those you know other guys. It was it was that was cool to see. Yeah, a lot of cool like tiger throwbacks this year mm-hmm. with Miguel Cabrera retiring, and then you have yeah. this and and then elsewhere uh, kind of parallel to this is not in the same boat legacy wise but just in detroit tiger news is that yep. the tigers extended aj hinch which was which, was no, very I'm, needed yeah i was gonna say it's i'm not surprised but I, I'm, I'm glad uh that that it happened because yeah he's you know the team has been improving with him with him there they you know continued to get better you know and and i'm glad that they're uh they're extending him longer to, to let him see this thing through uh, mm-hmm. to its completion. So, yeah, there was a time where I know I was pretty skeptical of him were, entering yeah. year two uh, was or three, yeah. Yeah. where it was, come on, we got to see wins. We got to see some progression. We got to see something, man. Mm-hmm. 
And then we've seen it. We started yep. seeing the development of people. Riley Green is hitting better. Obviously, Spencer Torkelson. Yep. Some of those pitchers, some of the pitchers are pitching better. I mean, Tarek mm-hmm. Skubal is doing, you know, I mean, injury wise, you can't blame him on injuries, but right. we, we've seen an improvement in our Tigers this year, which yep. makes sense. And the fact that he helped uh, track down, or I should say, interview and be a part of those discussions with getting yep. Scott Harris aboard, right. you could tell he just wants to finish something that he started. Yep, so yep. they extend them through 2025, which is good. Yep. yep we'll which is good. And, uh, I, yeah. I was going to say, and uh, I saw Scott Harris was on MLB, MLB tonight. And, uh, you know, they talked about him extending AJ Hinch. And he's like, yeah, when I talked to them after the season, you know, he's like, it, it's difficult when you're a, a new president coming in and there's a, a coach, you know, a manager that's, that's already there, you know, from, from the old regime. And he's like, after this past season, you know, I, the first thing I came down and, he was like, it's just been a blast working with you. So yeah. you know, the fact that they they're they're in sync with their plans and and they it sounds like they both you know feed off each other there. So it just it made sense to, to extend them. So yeah, and they both have learned under. They had good tutelage growing up in this mm-hmm. game, and and they both have seen successes and failures in this game. Yep. And especially with Scott Harris coming from the Giants, he's seen the highs and the lows of that. Mm-hmm. And then. Obviously, AJ Hinch, everything he went through with the Diamondbacks just to go to their uh, to the Houston Astros and yep. have the success that he had there. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. I'm just glad it's just cool to have some Tigers in the news because yep. the Kenta Maeda thing wasn't. I, I know people are thrilled about it. I'm not. I, I don't. I just it's see a guy that's going to be injured. Yeah. You know, it, it was basically I because I felt better about it after listening to the Scott Harris interview. Yeah. He basically said. Everywhere I've gone and I've talked to younger players, every, you know, younger pitchers in particular, they, you know, talking with them, they always say, you know, what, what's helped you get better? It's great to have a veteran presence in, yeah. the, in, in the clubhouse to talk about things. And you saw it with Verlander had it with Kenny Rogers. Oh, 100%. And, you know, and this is a very young pitching staff that they have in Detroit. So it's good to have a veteran anchor. And he thinks that Maeda is going to be that, that person to help guide this staff and and pick their you know they can pick his brain on stuff and and just make make the staff overall improve it so you know i i i'm skeptical still about the assigning but i feel a little bit better after listening to his reasoning of why he did it so yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense veteran wise because you are losing your best veteran in miguel cabrera so exactly i I don't know if he was behind or torques recent success and some of these Mm -hmm. younger hitters like carpenter and stuff coming up Mm -hmm. but maybe Right. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they got some fucking well, they always talk advice about advice like, from them. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. they, they, what's you know, they always talk about what's it like, you know, uh, best part is like, well, having the Gal Cabrera in your dugout or in your clubhouse every day that, you, you know, every day you could walk up and sit down and, and pick his brain on hitting. Cause he just there knows so much that it was uh, it, it's, you know, it's always great to have that person there to talk to. Well, there we go. The Kenta Maeda thing makes sense then, because we have a boat full of young pitchers right now and who need guidance. So it makes sense. Speaking of old, old people, (laughs) speaking of veterans, we're kind of, we're kind of moving over to some young guns. And we're talking about the MLB draft lottery that kind of snuck up. I, it did. I totally forgot about it too, man. Until I got the notification on my phone that, Oh, guardians win the lottery. I was like, yeah, lottery tonight. Yeah. And a 2% chance of making it. And wow. <laughs> you got to feel, feel bad, bad for, for the, the Oakland A's. A's right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they drop to like fourth or fifth? They or dropped to the fourth. A's? They totally got Detroit 
style. Yeah, they did. They got pistoned right there. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. Every dude, all the I remember the Red Wings have been in that position uh-huh. to have the worst team in the league. I've mm-hmm. seen the um we just had the Pistons times. do it. I mean, yep. it just happens all the time. <laughs> and the worst team ends up being fourth, fifth fucking pick, which yeah. is just Oh, horrific man. but a's get screwed guardians got yep. the lead on that which is interesting <laughs> uh, is. this this year it's i don't think it's as deep of a class okay. as last year but it it doesn't come without its stars uh just to kind of rattle off a few here jj uh, uh weatherholt from okay. west virginia good infielder nick kurtz for spaceman wake forest jacobs uh caglione who's my one of my favorites mm-hmm. um uh or his name's jack is jack caglione is for, he's like a first base uh, left-handed pitcher as well. So he's a two-way player from Florida. So that's going to be interesting. I think he'll rise if he has a pretty good year. And you got people like Travis Bazana from Oregon State, Chase Burns from Wake Forest, Vance Honeycutt from North Carolina, Paige Mor- Marlon da- Morlando, who's from Somerville High School. So not a lot of prep people in this draft so far. Car- Charlie Condon from Georgia, Tommy White from LSU, and then Brody Becht from Iowa. So Right now, I'm usually when you go when you go and look at a lot of these teams right in the Ooh. future because I always look ahead in the drafts and usually there's a handful of high school prospects in the top ten. Well, you're not okay. seeing that this year, which I kind of like because mm-hmm. I think people are starting to realize, and I hope they realize that college players rise through the ranks a little quicker. Right, in Major League Baseball, right. just because they're a little more seasoned, and college baseball is so popular that the players that they're and players are opting to go to college now because they're getting paid. So yep, yep, that, yep, NIL stuff, yeah, yeah. So that kind of makes the draft, in my opinion, a little more exciting. Just mm-hmm. because when I watch, because I'm not, where am I going to watch a fucking high school game? And you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, let me go. You know, when J- Jackson Job was pitching in high school, well, let me go tune into those games. They're not fucking yeah. in those games. Get, so yeah, let me get right on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so where I can I, find it. <laughs> you're right. Where I would rather have back then watching Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, yeah. Vanderbilt, you know, yep. that's the, these guys are getting TV time and it's really good ball. So this year is no exception. I just, you're not seeing a lot of prep people, a lot, not a lot of high school arms or high school position players. So you are going to see a lot of college players, not to say high school players won't get their due because they can still get paid early on as well. But right. I, I think the college kids are the ones that get, like I said, the NIL is yep. kind of starts in college. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, the draft is, as we know, will be when also draft weekend. will be all-star weekend. So we got a ways away for that. But in the meantime, the guardians get the number <laughs> one pick followed by the reds, the Rockies athletics and white Sox, and, you gotta be feeling good if you're a Reds fan. There, your team has already took a big step forward this past season, gotten better, and now you have the yeah. number two pick in the draft. Yeah, you know. and did you hear they're looking at shopping Jonathan India? Really? Yeah, I think they don't want to pay him because he's coming up to get paid. So they're taking I, a page out of the pirate book, huh? <laughs> I hope, man. I hope not because Jonathan India. I, I know yeah. he's a little injured last year. I think he's a building block. Mm-hmm. I agree. I completely agree. That'd be stupid on their part. I mean, it'd, be, it'd be right there with what we talked about. If uh, the Blue Jays get Otani and then decide to trade Vlad and Bichette. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, dude. You know, it's, so stupid. So, yeah. So it is what it is, but it's yeah. just stupid as shit. Yeah. yeah. We'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> but this week. Man, yeah. we're doing one of our favorite things, Steve. Yes. 
our favorite things. We like playing GM for a day. GM for a day. Let me get my cap out. All right. We've done this before. I think we've done it every year since we've had the show. Yep. We usually pick one good team and then we pick a bad team. Uh, yep. We do it from like, so next week we'll pick a bad team and we'll yep. try to change that around. I remember I looked back at one of our earlier rundowns <laughs> when we did this and we actually did a speed round where one of us had the National League, one of us had the American League. And then okay. we would, we're not going to do that today. But I remember we would go, <laughs> we would go down and just say one thing, like how to summarize what. Oh you man, that was team. fun! Yeah, get the stopwatch out, wasn't it? Ba, 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 ba. And we tried to do it in under a minute, but it was like, <laughs> and it was just so impossible because, especially I remember for me because you actually had pretty good time with it, but me, I mm-hmm. totally went over the over the top because <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about each point on each team. Right yeah, there, because there's multiple needs on a separate point. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But so. We kind of broke this up into doing it just one good team, one bad team. This week, obviously, we're doing one good team that we would change around. And yep. looking at both our teams, I think we don't have our work cut out for us. I think it's very easy for what we got to do. I think with, so. Yep. With having a good team. So, Steve, you have okay. your team. What would you do to change this team? Okay. A good team to get good them over team. that hump of where they were last year. What, it, what would you do with this specific team if you were the GM? Yeah, so the team I selected was our World Series runner-up, and that was the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, uh, going into this coming season, uh, according to Bavada, the uh, Diamondbacks are a plus three thousand to uh, to win the World Series. So they're 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 down there a ways, but I think if you make a few moves here, I think that they can uh, they can improve their odds and and maybe uh, capture that title uh, for for next season. You know they. You know, 80 or 84 wins last year. They definitely improve on that. But the Diamondbacks have a solid core lineup, but lacking a couple of positions. Now, yeah. they they made a trade with Seattle and acquired Eugenio Suarez to fill a need at third base. Uh, we talked about it in the free agent show. Perhaps they could still make a run at someone like a Matt Chapman at third base. But they could also get for relatively cheap, most likely uh, Justin Turner to play some third, but not an everyday third baseman because of his age. But potentially dh then uh uh on other days as well but his bat's still there so mm-hmm. uh that's definitely something they can look at they need some help in the outfield as well uh i can see them going after someone like a teoscar hernandez or a jorge soler mm. uh you know what i'm gonna go with teoscar hernandez i think that'd be a fun fun fit for them they have a great one-two punch at the top of their rotation already with zach allen and merrill kelly uh, with brandon fott coming in as a third starter. So that leaves the bottom two in their rotation uh, as, as needs for them. Now, uh, I could see them making a uh, run. They're not going to make a run at a higher free agent pitcher like a Blake Snell or even a Jordan Montgomery or or guys higher up that are going to command the money because, let's be honest, the Diamondbacks are not a big big market team. They're not going to spend big market money. Uh, but I can see them making a run at some lesser starters like, uh, you know, Spencer Turnbull, he's coming off uh, coming off an injury, but could be a low risk, high reward because we've seen flashes of it when he was in Detroit, and then maybe someone like a Mike Clevenger uh, to kind of round out the rotation. If they fail uh, with those uh, low risk signings, they could go with some of their younger starters that played sparingly last year in the season, like a Ryan Nelson and a uh, a Slade uh, Slade Ciccone. Uh, You know, they had a few starts. You know, they're kind of up and down, but uh, you know. If, if all else fails, they can go back to those guys. Now, if I'm looking at a final lineup, let's say we're rolling into late March, early April and going with an opening day uh, lineup here. 
Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gerald Perdomo, shortstop, uh, leaning off. Uh, Cattell Marte at uh, second base. I like Corbin Carroll in left, batting third. And then uh, with the Suarez uh, pickup, I have Eugenio Suarez, third base, uh, batting fourth. Uh, Kristen Walker, first base, uh, batting uh, fifth. Justin uh, Turner, like I said, have him play some DH. He can bat sixth. Chaska Hernandez, right field, uh, batting seventh. Gabrielle Moreno, their catcher, batting eighth. And then I like Alec Thomas, uh, kind of get some speed to round out the bottom of the lineup. Uh, on their bench, still have someone like an Evan Longoria hanging around. I think his corpse is still uh, sticking around. You know, you can plug him in on the bench. Uh, someone like a Jace Peterson could play third. Uh, Jose Herrera, nice backup catcher, Dominic Fletcher, uh, outfielder, among uh, others for their bench. Uh, rotation, uh, like I talked about, yeah, Zach Gallen at the top of the uh, top of the rotation with Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, uh, third starter, Mike Clevenger, fourth, Spencer Turnbull rounds out your rotation. Uh, some players, uh, pitchers in the pen that I really like, uh, Kevin Ginkle, Scott McGow, and uh, Kyle Nelson, then obviously uh, closer locked up with uh, Paul Seawold. So, those are some of the moves I think for the Diamondbacks. Obviously, you got a great manager in Tori Lavello. Uh, make a few uh, minor moves like that. Nothing lighting the world on fire, and I think you can get back into the mix in the uh, postseason and maybe make a run at a World Series for next year. I I kind of like everything you did. I see a lot of veteran presence on this team mm-hmm. that you're yep. adding to, especially with Angelio Suarez and Justin yeah. Turner, yep. Tiasca Hernandez. You're talking about really good foundation, really good veteran depth. It's nice yep. to have. Yeah, definitely. You got to have that mix of veterans to go with the youngsters, um, you know, because the youngsters, they 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 don't know how to win yet. So you got to have those veterans that have been there, been through the the battles to kind of help them out with that. So, yeah, especially for a team that actually did know how to win by getting the World yeah. Series, but then yep. not being able to get over that hump, especially. It. Yeah, especially it's going to be the young guns that kind of drag you through the dirty, the dirty days of uh, mm-hmm. the dog days of, of August. Right. Exactly. So exactly. these guys will help the. the the veterans will help you throughout, of course, but I think they'll be better at the beginning of the season. And I kind of liked what you did with Mike Levenger and Spencer Turnbull at the back half of your rotation. It was really yeah. good, too. Yeah, I mean, guys that, you know, Turnbull was near top of the rotation on a bad Detroit Tiger team. I think he, you know, he showed that he has good stuff. He pitched a no-header when he was with the Tigers. Yep. And he's shown when he's healthy that he has the stuff to, uh, to really help out a uh, staff. So I can see him kind of fitting in as a fourth or fifth starter on a, uh, a contending team. Yeah. No, I like it. Um, for me, I kind of did what Steve did. I mean, for I mean, I know Arizona squeaked into the playoffs, got to the World Series. My team that I'm picking is the Baltimore Orioles. We're talking about the team that had the best record in all of the American League. Yep. Right, second yep. best in all of baseball. They were 101 and 61. So I mean, just really good, really good. They played just as good at home as they did away. Ooh. So this was a team that was just a powerhouse. And I mean, there's not one thing that makes my job easier as GM for a day. If I were to take right. over this team was, I know that I'm not going to have to, I'm going to work with what I have for the most part. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not going to do these drastic changes. Like the changes you make made sense just because they were missing that during the season. Yeah. Yep. Um, But with my team, it's a little interesting because they were in the playoffs. They had the buy and right away they got, swept by the rangers <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they picked a bad time to go cold and and we talked about it with the buy i think the buy bro for some teams it's just it's a bad idea having that extra time off it kind of gets you out of that rhythm and i think they, that really hurt baltimore you and i should figure out one day in a show like what would we do instead of the buy 
Mm-hmm. Like we we think of like uh, if we were commissioners of the league, what would we change mm-hmm. about that? Because winning is great, right? Winning yep. your division is amazing. Uh, getting that by great, but like Cute, you just yeah. said, yep. and like we've always said, it's just it does a disservice. It just you're out of that rhythm. You don't do good. Mm-hmm. So that's actually not a good thing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to have. No, so. no. I mean, it's good, and uh, you know, it's kind. Of, it can be good in like it's a game like the NFL, like for yeah. football, because you got a lot more injuries. injuries it feels yes. like but with football, it, it's it's a lot more physical. So that having that by to rest up is good, but in a game. Like baseball, it's just so much mental, you know, the the routine of it, it taking See, you out of that routine. Oh, dude, it, it's, it, it screws with you. Yeah, it's easier to get cold. Yep. I mean, God, look at that happened to the Dodgers, you know, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's yeah, brutal. I mean, I, mean, you, you, I was going to say, you look at the teams like, like the Dodgers and like the Braves who have gotten the buys the past couple of years. And guess what? They flamed out in the playoffs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just this, this year alone, you had Baltimore, you had the Dodgers. And you had the Braves, and the each Braves of them flamed out. out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. With the, I yeah. Mean, and that's not going to help your ratings for, no. for baseball because you're looking at bottom line. You're looking at how much money you can make, and if you're taking your top teams out because they got knocked out after having a buy, that that's that's not good. Yeah. You know? So I got the Baltimore Orioles. They're not really a hard team to to fix, but mm-hmm. there are some holes. There's some noticeable holes that need to be fixed. And uh, I'm just going to start with their lineup and kind of tell you what I did essentially. So. Okay. So I'm their starting lineup is going to be Cedric Mullins in center field, yep. arguably one of their best hitters. He when they needed Adam Jones, he became their Adam Jones, mm-hmm. and he kind of took this team and just he was the foundational piece that has really allowed Adley Rushman and some of Gunnar Henderson to really be able. He walks so they can run, right? Right. So, right. so Cedric Mullins is going to lead off for me. No change there. I'm going to put Adley Rushman in my number two spot. Okay. Now, I one thing I've noticed is a lot of consistent hitters with power are starting to work their way up and hit in the two spot. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with the Yankees and Aaron Judge. Yep. We've seen it with Mookie Betts at times. We've seen it yep. with Nolan Arenado. We've seen it with so many different players before. I've seen Julio Rodriguez be there sometimes. Yep. That's an interesting mix and i mm-hmm. thought well why not with adley rushman because i don't think he's a three or four yet not not because he can't be just because i think he can set the tone at being a number two so uh number three i'm going with gunner henderson but he's gonna play third base instead of short and i'll explain why in a minute but gunner henderson i mean this guy has 20 30 home run potential mm-hmm. he's gonna be one of your most consistent hitters he's turned into Derek jeer somehow at the last half of the year I think he's going to pick up where he left off. So he's going to be in the third position playing third base. Now, fourth is Anthony uh, Santander, okay. another Oriole. This isn't a change, right? He's going to play DH. I don't think he's going to play much in the outfield with the lineup I have. But on days certain people take off, he's going to definitely be able to fill in in the outfield. But Anthony Santander is just a really good hitter. He can get you that extra power that you need. And I think he's going to play in the four position. And another guy that can be in the four position, three position, but is going to be in my five position for right now mm-hmm. is Ryan Mountcastle. Now, Ryan Mountcastle, okay. I, I kind of had a down year, in my opinion, but I, I think he's due. And I could see them signing maybe another, like a backup. And I this isn't part of my lineup, but I, I if they were to sign somebody like Reese Hoskins, mm-hmm. I could see it just because it would have some insurance on that corner there in case Ryan Mountcastle shits the bet again. But I think right. Ryan Mountcastle is a good young player in that organization. I mean, he's like a Christian Walker, and he he can do a lot uh, at mm-hmm. the plate and in the field. So 
Brian Mountcastle's five. Number six is going to be Austin Hayes playing left field. Austin Hayes was silently one of their best hitters last year, especially when it, it came to power. I You could put him in four. You could put him in five. You could put him all up in there. You could put him at two, and I think he'll do really good. But Austin Hayes showed just how good he was. I wanted to kind of keep him at the bottom part of the lineup just because you're going to need a little bit more power. You're going to need more hitability at the bottom of the lineup. So I put Austin Hayes in left field. Right field. It's going to be rookie Colton Kowser. Now, Colton Kowser came up last year. He was their number two prospect. He's still their number two prospect. He wasn't rookie eligible, so he still is going to have that rookie tag coming into Mm -hmm. the 2024 year. Colton Kowser is going to earn that spot in spring training. Now, as a GM, I want this to happen. I see a lot of what the Tigers are trying to do is what the Orioles have already done. And that is put a lot of your young guns in these crucial positions and see how it works out. Like next year, not to talk about the Tigers too much, but I think it'd be smart for them to keep Austin. uh, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Austin. Parker Meadows in center field for the Detroit Tigers. Uh It just makes a ton of it. It just makes a ton of sense. Make him be there until he doesn't or until he doesn't earn it. Right. Right, Until until you you do move on. But you can tell you make him himself try to lose it. Right. It just or try to keep it, I guess, if we're saying the glass Mm -hmm. half full. So Colt Kowser is going to be seventh, eighth is my first free agent signing of the year. Ooh, okay. They need now last year at second base, they had Adam Frazier. I fucking love Adam Frazier, but I think Adam Frazier has done all he could do with Baltimore at this point. Mm -hmm. I think Adam Frazier, I don't think he's going to a ton more money, but I just think they need somebody who is better on the bases. I think mm-hmm. they need somebody who can play multiple positions at second base. That way you could kind of interchange them. You can play second, you can play third, you can play outfield, and that comes with Whit Merrifield. I think Whit Merrifield nice. belongs in the American League. I think he's going to stay in the American League. He moves up from Toronto, staying in the same division, and instead goes to the Baltimore Orioles. I love Whit Merrifield. I think he still has a lot of ball left in him. I think he's one of those guys that will play till he's almost 40 years old just because right. His game translates further. Joey Votto, he's kind of reminds me of Sean Casey. When Sean Casey was done, it was done. Miguel Cabrera, same thing. When they were done, they were just done. There wasn't a lot to work with anymore. Whit Merrifield, he can do a lot of different things, right? Mm -hmm. He is just as valuable in the field as he is at the plate and on the bases. He brings veteran leadership. He's He's just a veteran presence on and off the field. And I think kind of going to your veteran presence that you had with the Diamondbacks, I think that's what the Orioles need. They need more veteran presence. And I think that comes in the form of somebody like Whit Merrifield, who's been to the big games before. He's played in those. So Whit Merrifield will be my first free agent signing. And for shortstop, moving, taking over for Gunnar Henderson. Gunnar Henderson, I like his arm better for third. I'm going to say hello to their top prospect in all of baseball. The top of their farm system is Jackson Holiday. Nice. Okay. This guy's crushing it. In the minor mm-hmm. leagues, man. The guy is a 70 hit grade, a 55 power grade, 60 run, 55 arm, 55 field. The guy is is close to a five-tool player as you can yeah. get. I I see a lot to love about his game, but I see there's some things in his game that could be a problem, but mm-hmm. stuff that is coachable. And clearly he's coachable because he's only 20 years old and he's <laughs> he can already make the yeah. major leagues, right? He's already yeah. in AAA at 20 years old. He still looks like he's 13 years old. <laughs> But he has good bloodlines. His dad's Matt Holiday, yep, yep. and he didn't let the money. He doesn't let the the name get to him. Mm-hmm. He's just he's adding more power to him. I mean, let's put it this way: Mickey Moniak, when he came out, he looked like he was what, thirteen years old as well. He did. He it did. took him a while to gain the muscle to look like an adult mm-hmm. to hit like an adult. That's why he stayed forever in the minor leagues. Yep. Jackson Holiday 
comes from a major league baseball family. Jackson Holiday knew what kind of work he did. He's already gained muscle. He's already working on things that were question marks when he came when he got drafted first overall a few years ago, a couple years ago. So I just there's a lot to love about Jackson Holiday. He's a six foot shortstop. He is not done growing yet. So he could when you're all said and done be six one, six two. You don't know, but I, I think he's going to end up playing. I he might not start for him opening day. Mm-hmm. So this lineup could be Fugues, right? Right, right, but, right. But I think Jackson Holiday in the long run, this is the lineup I would like to see. Jackson Holiday uh, is going to be in their nine spot with their shortstop. And if he's everything they want from him, can you imagine having Cedric Mullins, Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Jackson oh, Holiday? For, you got to get through those fucking four hitters yeah. before you get to the rest. Like, come That's on. Un- unbelievable. Yeah, and Colton yeah. Kowser is nothing. I mean, that guy is amazing too. I mean, the guy mm-hmm. has a sixty hit grade, fifty five power. He's pretty much like a what Riley Green was coming in. Yeah. So and, and a Whit Merrifield who knows how to get on base too. Yes, you know? dude. It's like man. So I'm not changing the lineup too much, other than putting one, one veteran and one mm-hmm. top prospect for the mm-hmm. most part. So uh, going to the bench, we're gonna keep it young still. We're going with uh, Heston Kerstad. Their number three prospect. So he's going to have the rookie status on him. So I love this lineup, man. So when Austin mm-hmm. Hayes, if Austin Hayes gets injured or if he wants a day off, Heston Kerstad will be right there. We're talking about yep. another first round pick. I mean, this guy, this the Orioles did so well at drafting and they did, they did so good at developing their players. I mean, so he's going to be on my bench. Jordan Westberg, who kind of came in, he was kind of a throwaway player, people thought. Oh, contraire. The guy came up and can play all over the infield. He can hit. He can get on base. Has like a Jordan Mercer kind of field to him, but with uh-huh. more with a little bit more hitability uh, and a little bit more um, projectability as well. So uh, right. Jordan uh, Westberg, uh, Ramon, uh, Ramon Urias is going to be yes. in the infield as well on their bench. A good another solid glove, more glove than bat. Ryan O'Hearn, he would kind of replace. Ryan Mountcastle on the days that Mountcastle is not playing first, but Ryan O'Hearn could play infield. He could play outfield, but mostly he's, a, he's an infielder. And then you got who's the backup catcher? James McCann. Oh, yeah, there he is. McCannon. <laughs> One thing I found about McCann, everywhere he's been, the catchers after him do a little bit better. And I don't know if this because he just sucks so bad. Right, right. Maybe, Steve. We could be looking at the next Brad Osmus here. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Oh man. Maybe um, up for all, all all jobs in major league baseball. Finds out hey. he's got dirt on the other oh, office. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> Gets right Osmus in there with style. Gabe Kapler and Osmus. Oh man. Former Detroit guy. Hell why I was not? gonna say, learn from the best. McCann probably learned from Osmus of oh, how to dude. screw with uh Get MLB to get what you want. Oh, he fucking had to. So <laughs> having him on the bench, I, you can't do any worse. There's really no other catchers in their system right now. They have a, a 19-year-old coming up, but he's not going to be up for two, three years still. Mm-hmm. So I, I think right now, um, as a backup catcher, James McCann is is about as good as they can get right now. And well, they need. They don't really need much more than that. Uh, now, the rotation. Now, this is where I did another free agent, and that was Blake Snell. This is their big free agent signing. Uh, they need a big lefty, and Blake Snell's the guy. I think giving Blake Snell that rotation will go so far with this team. They missed that in the playoff postseason. They didn't have that knockout punch, and it was because of their pitchers. Now, the rest of the rotation is the same as last year. You have Kyle Bradish, Bradish. You had Dean Kramer. You have Grayson Rodriguez, who's going to make a jump from what he did last year. He used to be one of their top prospects. And then John Means. John Means is going to be the oldest one out of this rotation, him and Blake Snell. But John Means, 
he was injured a lot of the year. He came back and he actually showed something. And I was like really surprised. And I love John Means. So I think between those five guys, you have your rotation. Now, if it all starts to fall apart, yeah, you're going to have to look at pieces to trade. And I didn't really set this team up to have big trading pieces. But if you wanted to like push Heston Kerstad or Colton Kowser to get back some more arms or maybe some more prospects, that could happen as well, too. But for right now, I really think Snell, Bradish, Kramer, Rodriguez, and Means are who you're going to roll with their pen. It's interchangeable. The only new guy mm-hmm. I put in there is Jorge Lopez. I think they need to re-sign Jorge Lopez, keep okay. him in there. Uh, Yenier Cano, Brian Baker, Danny uh, Colombe, Mike Bauman, uh, Sinel Perez, uh, Lopez, and Felix Batista. I think you rock and roll with those guys. All good arms. All can get in there. They can go. I mean, they can inter-swap between long inning relief, uh, mid-relief setup. I mean, a good mix of arms. There's no junk pitchers in there. I, I kind of like what they have. And then their mm-hmm. closer... And the only reason I put him in there because they're, they signed him already is Craig Craig, Craig Kimbrell. I didn't nice. have him to begin with. I had Felix Batista being the closer, yeah, but yeah. but Craig Kimbrell. Uh, they just signed wow. Craig Kimbrell, so That's I thought that was a, right yeah. I think so too. I mean. The age doesn't really matter when you're a closer, I guess, sometimes. No. So that's nope. ends up kind of being my final Orioles lineup. I think they have an ability to get over 100 wins again. Mm-hmm. And when you go to BovadaSportsBook.com, right now they're plus 700. They're right plus behind the Yankees. Right behind the Yankees. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. that's my uh, GM for a day. I think they should be ahead of the Yankees, in just my opinion. Like, so I, I think they, so. They I, takes. You know, Steve, I think so, too, because once they get, if they get Soto, it's going to be a chemistry build. I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. take a while to build that chemistry. Where the, exactly. the Orioles have been building this they for like a few it. years now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they, a lot of their youngsters grew up together in the minor leagues. They know it, how to work together. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, chemistry is huge. <laughs> absolutely. So. You know, and I, one thing I got to say real quick is you and I, you know, we have productive teams. These are good teams and stuff, but I, mm-hmm. I have to say the winter meetings need to live up to the winter meetings. Like they're not seriously the last few years. They're just been shitty. Yeah. Like remember when, you know, (laughs) talk about our team here at home. Remember when the tigers got Cabrera at the winter meetings, right? You know, you're not seeing those big deals, uh, big trade blockbuster trades, big free agent signings at the winter meetings. Like you used to in the past. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I think, they should probably move the lottery probably a little bit more directly after the season. And then that way it's not during winter meetings. And mm-hmm. then I don't, they, they may have to move around some things, but winter meetings, like, come on, come to back guys. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be one of the biggest off season ap- yeah. things, events yeah, that we have. Chris- it's supposed to be MLB's Christmas right here. And it's, yeah. uh, it's not, not living up to that at all. No, not at all. Instead, we got Verdugo and Kalenic going to different teams. <laughs> like, come on. Woo! Craig yeah. Kimbrell's been the biggest free agent Craig, signing. Exactly. And Otani's camp is tight-lipped. All right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm excited to see uh, how any of this shapes out for us. I, I always do. like being a uh, GM for the day, and I look forward to uh, taking a crappy team next week and uh, turning them into uh, contenders. I think yeah. That, that, that's always a... Uh, a little more challenging, I would say, but a little bit more fun because you can it basically is. do whatever you want to do with uh, with that team to uh, uh, make make them better. So yeah, we got our work cut out for us for sure. Exactly. And with that, uh, should we head on over to collection corner? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So uh, up for me this week is uh, speaking of Verdugo, Alex Verdugo. He's up uh, six dollars and fifty four cents, or a five hundred seventy eight point seven six percent increase. To a market value of 
$7.67. Wow, going to the Yankees really bumped up your value, huh? Because you were pretty much in the toilet before that. Yeah. Uh, up cards include is uh, 2018 Tops Chrome, number 167. is 2014 Bowman Chrome Draft, number uh, CDP59. Uh, down for me uh, this week is Barry Bonds. He's down $9.44, or a 37.05% decrease to a market value of $16.04. Uh, down cards includes 1986 uh, Donruss rookie card number 11, and his 1993 Pinnacle. I love those Pinnacle cards. Uh, number 504. Yeah, those Pinnacle cards are cool. I actually uh, am yeah. doing my documentary. I'm trying to get um, I got footage of some old Pinnacle commercials. Oh, nice. Um, once a Kirby Puckett one, which okay. is really cool, where he has this like target and he's like throwing it from the outfield. Oh, and it's, it's about the Pinnacle cards, but yeah. uh, I'm trying to get permission to use it. But Pinnacle made really good ba- baseball card commercials. Pinnacle, Just, uh, Pinnacle and Studio. Those were outside studio. of tops. Were like, uh, those were the cards I liked to uh, collect when I was a kid. Those studio cards, those were high class stuff it's oh yeah they were like posing for like school photos and yes in those uh studio cards you know those uh, (laughs) those are pretty sweet man those are pretty sweet um yeah up for me man is juan soto up 39 dollars and 36 cents 156.31 percent increased market price i mean 64 54 64 dollars and 54 cents i mean the guy's yeah yeah, he's he's been up for a while and staying up his 2018 Tops Heritage BCP 52, his 23 Tops Chrome number 100, and his 23 Tops Museum Collection are all up. Down is Jeremy, Pe- Jeremy Pena, oh, wow. which okay. is down $4.26. That's 38.27% decrease. Market price right now sits around $6.87. Not a big surprise there. He's not even top five, I don't think, in the league. So right. uh, his 2022 Tops Update rookie card, US 253, which is a short print. Is 2022 Top Stadium Club X Factor number 329 and his 2023 Tops Archives Rainbow Foil are okay. all down. All right. Well, sorry, Jeremy Pena. Uh, shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Ooh, let's do it. It's a happy heavenly birthday to Yankee great and Hall of Famer Tony Lazari, born on December the 8th, uh, 6th, 1903. Uh, career 292 average, 178 home runs, 1,191 RBIs. Spent a bulk of his career with the New York Yankees from 1926 to 1937. Went to the Cubs in 1938, Brooklyn Dodgers in 1939, as well as the Giant New York Giants in 1939. He's an all-star in 1933 and a five-time World Series champion with the Yankees. He's inducted into the Hall of Fame via the Veterans Committee in 1991. Nice. So a little trivia on him is uh, Lazaria is one of only 14 major league baseball players to hit for the natural cycle. Now that's hitting a single double, triple, and home run in sequence. And he's the only player to complete a natural cycle with a grand slam. Oh, man. See, you see, you see part of the murderers are all right. Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 He's, yeah. Uh, my, my guess is he's probably a top of the order guy uh, yeah. just based on looks like he's a guy who can hit for average, but not much pop in the, uh, pop in the bat. Save that for Gehrig and, uh, Ruth. Right. <laughs> and yet he makes the hall of fame. And yet, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame voting. (laughs) That early days Hall of Fame voting was sus, man. (laughs) (laughs) They were letting everybody in. (laughs) Open the floodgates. Come on in. Come on in. I can't believe some of these guys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, happy, happy, (laughs) heavenly birthday to Tony Lazari. Happy birthday, man. You don't deserve the fucking Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. You won five World Series champions, though. Yeah. So, God, man. Pretty much let any of the Yankee players, I think, from from that era, let uh, they all get in the Hall of Fame. So. That's what it sounds like. God. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. Happy. You know what? Happy birthday. <laughs> you know, happy birthday. Well, that's a show. It's a good show, man. Yeah, it's a good yeah, show. Jam Pack show. show. I was really hoping we'd break some Otani news while we we're on here. Yeah, I kept checking my phone to see if the Soto <laughs> trade too. was going to finish or if uh, if Otani was going to uh, do something, but we got nothing. We got so nothing. It's his probably... interpreter stopping that from uh, from happening until he's ready for it. Yeah, yeah. I gosh damn it. I, I really was hoping. Yeah, we were going to get something, but it's going to happen. You're going to finish editing the show, and bro. That's exactly how it's going to go down. <laughs> I'm going to be just publishing the show, and it's yep. going to be like putting the rap on it, exporting bum, bum, bum. it. <laughs> oh, Otani to the Dodgers or whatever. Ooh, like, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, be a bud, tell a bud. In the next you know, couple weeks show, next week we're going to do uh, GM for a day, picking the uh, bad teams. But then, yeah, I mean, we're probably just going to talk about winter meetings, yep, how they're going to Yep, they'll be wrapping up. Hopefully we got a little bit better deals than we've had so far you know so i mean there's a lot coming up down or a lot coming down the pipe for sure yeah yeah agreed agreed got the actual hall of fame vote with uh yes with not the veterans committee you know coming up here soon so yep. looking forward to that seeing uh, what happens there whether anyone will actually get in i kind of yeah. have a uh sneaking suspicion they might not but we'll see it might yeah. be one of those years again yep Yep, but anything's possible. I mean, they're I, letting anybody in at this point. Yeah, so. I mean, Christ, yeah. <laughs> Tony Lazari's in. So, yeah, Tony yeah. Lazari getting in back in 1991. So, you know, what are you going <laughs> to yeah. do, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, guys, have a good weekend. In the meantime, we will see you guys all next week. Deuces. Deuces.